Hello, thank you for dropping by. This is the beginning of part two of our Harry Potter very long conversation. This is Luis Augusto. I will be joined by Martin, Martin Leon shortly. Enjoy the rest of the conversation and thank you. The website where you play with Harry Potter Pottermore. and Pottermore, yeah. and you do the, you get sorted into a. And house. you have the video games, you have the Universal theme, yeah. theme park, you have. It's so you get people. You have who, the Grindelwald. Uh, I'm sorry, the, um, the Fantastic Beasts. The Newt Scamander yeah. kind of thing, and the terrible. Which sucks, by the way. And if terrible. you like it, you're wrong. It, no, 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 it's <laughs> terrible. Even though um, the guy, what's his Eddie Redmayne, he's such a he's such a treat of an actor. I love him. I mean, the thing is, especially nowadays with some movies, is that they may be made and you know acted in by very talented people like you have like I have no issue with any of the actors in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them they're, they're I cannot think of one of them where I'd be like oh it's bad bad actor or whatever even well uh, and then on the on the on the production side like director and everything it's, these are all very talented people doing what they do best which is you know wardrobe and photography yeah. and set design and visual effects and everything it's just that the end product especially like I, I like this is one thing where, where like I would have liked for the next Harry Potter vehicle and I say Harry Potter as the name of the universe yeah, the, universe. the, the next to uh, have nothing to have done with the stories of Voldemort and Harry Potter because like if Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them were more of a of an adventure movie where you have like a, a magic biologist going to India and it was kind of meant Mexico. to be that but it, they, they yeah. brought Dumbledore into it yeah. and Grindelwald into it into yeah it's, it's, it's the rice it's the prequels but uh, but if the prequels pretended to be about Han Solo yeah um, pretty much and not even it's the prequels if the prequels were pretended to be about someone mentioned during the Star Wars uh um uh, Original uh, tr- trilogy, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it's insane. So and I hate it. So and 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 the thing is, it's supposed to expand the universe, but in the end, it just makes it seem small because it's it turns out that like everything is that condensed story. to twenty people. It's that story. It's yeah. like like you could have something happening with Voldemort rising to power in the background of a Fantastic Beast story. Um, especially like if he's seen, you know, trafficking with animals that might bring uh, power to one side or the other. Uh, sort of like Indiana Jones with the Ark of the Covenant, you yeah. know? Uh, this thing where, um, where you could have like this is like even the thunder, the Thunderbird that happened, yeah, that, that happened in the first movie. Like it could be a movie about this guy coming to America to like save this bird, but it turns out more about. Well, the same. It's more of the same yeah, because exactly. that's what people want. Because Harry Potter fans, they're rabid and they're ravenous and they want more. They Pottermore is so well named. Yeah. You get more of it because you can't move into something else. You just have to keep getting. And they're going to keep selling out these movies. I'm going to keep making tons and tons of money because people don't let the thing go. Which brings me to the epilogue. Yes. Of book seven. Or as we call it, the biggest fanfic fodder of our generation. <laughs> but it was so poorly written. Yes. And she she had always gone in the interview saying, I've written the last, the last chapter of the book. The last chapter of the book, of the last book, is written in an envelope, in a safe, in bloody, bloody something place, guarded by, you know, really massive guards with guns and a snake. Like, it's just... <laughs> Like, there's, like, fucking, you know, Black Mamba from Kill Bill just, like, holding her sword in front of the envelope. And it's just like, don't touch this! Like, it's just... And then you read it, and it's like, this is rubbish. It's just... It has to be a happy ending. What does a happy ending mean? Oh, they have children. They get married, yeah. and they have children, and that's literally all they do. They get married... Which is children. what brings me to my, my biggest gripe about uh, Rowling and the Harry Potter thing... Uh, the fact that we pretend that it's very LGBTQ inclusive when in fact it's really not. Is, is it? Mm, I mean... Have we ever pretended it is? Of course we pretend. Everyone's right. like, ooh, Dumbledore's gay. But he's not gay. Well, according to Rowling here. No, but if you don't do it on the page... I know, I completely, I completely understand your point. I'm on your side. Yeah. But a lot of but a lot of people, upon saying, you know, LGBTQ... Did you see the last um, 
Grindelwald no, movie because I don't know like <laughs> I imagine they would have mentioned the relationship at some point like, they did it on purpose like here's the, th- here's the thing with any kind of LGBT inclusion in massive blockbusters you can't really have the gay the LGBT thing being too like visible nose, yeah. because China will not take your movie and China is a big chunk of the international market Um, this is why the first great LGBTQ character of Disney was LeFou in that one scene in the Beauty and the Beast remake uh, and the world changed after uh, anyway. um, fuck China <clears throat> I'm sorry I'm I sorry mean, China I mean I, I don't have any sentiments about China but movie studios do uh, and they want their money um, so anyway I didn't see it anyway Dumbledore was revealed, quote-unquote, as gay um, in that in, in an interview where she was being asked something that had nothing to do with Dumbledore's sexuality, by the way. And so now we're, like, at doing this thing where we're acting. Like, it's very LGBT inclusive. And the one thing that I hate about every single part of the... Because ep- it's not, not only that chapter, like, the last chapter of uh, The Deathly Hallows. There's also been, like, this added things on Pottermore about, like, the... like where everyone ended up and where it's like Angelina, as I say Angelina Jolie, but whatever the name of Angelina, the Angelina, the Gryffindor Angelina, which Some wasn't yeah. Quidditch, whatever. And like the story for most of them, and I mean like the vast majority, is married, had children, married, had children. I think Luna Lovegood is one of the few that ends up married, but without children. And this might have changed by this point. And of course, this is word of God. This is Rowling expanse. So it's like whatever you want. And again, most people do get mm-hmm. married. Most people do have yeah. children. Nothing wrong with that. The problem, my problem was that that chapter did nothing. It was all like, all they did was get married and have children. And that's all you needed to know. And I'm like, is that all But I need to know? But he named his kid uh, Severus. Severus. Albus, what the? Albus Severus, which is one of the worst names ever. Even in a universe full of ugly names. Yeah. That's just like, what? It's like whenever people are like saying like, ooh, you know, all the all the very well thought out uh, names in the Rowling universe. It's like, yeah, remember the Chinese character named Cho Chang? Well, I mean, come on. The werewolf character was named Remus Lupin, which is like, it's calling him literally Wolfson Wolfie. And then it's like, oh, what? He's a werewolf? What am I? Sirius Black is a dog? Sirius as in the dog constellation? Like, it was just... It, she was not playing subtle. Yeah. Then, but And again, you, when you have, like, children books... That's as fine. The, as the first three books, it's, like, fine. That's super But fun. when you take them um, to this, like, huge... And, again, it's not like the, the, the last uh, four books are bad. Uh, they're just dragging along a lot of things from the first uh, three books... That are that work in a children's book, but do not work even in a young adult uh, novel. It's just, it's trying to play it both ways. If you're writing us a, a, a children's story, then the children's story can be a bit, you know, in the nose and a bit too heavy on the morality of the thing. Like, you know, C.S. Lewis, like the Narnia books, yeah. they're for children. Yeah. You can say that they're for children. You can see that they're for children. And they're a bit on the nose, and there's the Jesus thing and so on. And who gives a fuck? Like, he was a Christian, and he was writing yeah. for a mostly Christian audience. And I still I still think the books yeah. are bloody brilliant. Uh, they are. But um, <laughs> it's still a book for children. But then she wanted to get all gritty, and she wanted to yeah. get, like, I want to be in Remus Lupin's house when they named him. Like, when he was a baby. <laughs> and the parents were like, Jesus... Let's name him Remus Lupin and hope at some point he becomes a werewolf because otherwise, why are we naming him this? Exactly. It's like naming, also, someone... naming your kid of that in a universe where werewolves exist. Yeah, it's like naming <laughs> it's like naming someone like oh, I named the glass pipe meth head, and, also, and I... I hope nothing happens to you. I hope you don't go into drugs, <laughs> glass pipe. Like I hope young glass pipe doesn't get yeah. into drugs because yeah. you know it's just what. Like, it's it's rubbish. And, yeah. yeah. But as you say, like, when you're reading them, when you went through the first, like, the, in the first read-through, because I do, I, I love reading them for the first time. And, 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 and I can come back to them and enjoy them a lot. I think they have some, I think they have some good, like, some good jokes. I think they're very well written. It's just that this expansion, I just, I, I, I am getting more to your side in, in this thing where, like, When you want more of the same, and I'm gonna do an uh, like a parallel here for like, like when you, for example, if you, what's your favorite candy bar? My favorite candy bar is uh, well, it's sweets, uh, Maltesers. 
Maltesers. Okay. Oh, yes. So Maltesers are a great flavor combination. They're like basically chocolate balls, but you know, like. But and, with the. Uh, it has this malt biscuit inside. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like. Oh, and, and like, what I, like if you want more Maltese, like if you want a Maltesers cake, like uh, ideally what you're going to do is you're going to take the basis of the Maltesers and make it into a cake with a well balanced flavor. Like yeah. something that you can eat a whole slice out of yeah. without, you know, dying out of a diabetic coma in exactly. five minutes. Uh, but then the internet does this where, like, if you like Maltesers, you're gonna like this cake. It's, and it's just basically a bowl of Maltesers. A giant Maltesers thing. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's it, and, and it's like, it's like, well, the reason why Maltesers all work the way they do is because there's a flavor there's a balance, balance yeah. in that. And if you like, and if, if you just make it bigger, you're not getting more Maltesers. You're getting something that does not work. Yeah. Conceptually. Yes. Um, so, like, this is my gripe with, uh, most baking in YouTube, by the way. Uh, fuck you, Tasty. I'm kidding. Um, I'm not. I'm not. No, but, it's, so, but, but, but that, that, that's where I'm going. And I do understand. I do think that, I mean, the reason we have so much young adult fiction and it has, it, and there's so much of it and there's like a variety to, it's because a lot of people are reading way more things than Harry Potter. But yeah, I do see how, especially considering how much Harry Potter fanfic has been written as we speak. To this day. <laughs> and I've spoken to people. This is not me imagining. I've spoken to people and I asked them, how many times have you read the whole saga, Harry Potter books? And there's people who've read the whole thing 10 times, 11 times. And this is not even freaky. This is not even like, oh my God, like yeah. this is kind of normal. I read them once as they were coming out. And then when book seven came out, about a year after book seven came out, I had my beautiful bookcase with all the seven books right there, by the way. Um, different editions, of course, because I didn't go for the set, because fuck that. And yeah. uh, and then I read the whole thing from beginning to end at some point. Like, I read book one, and then a couple of uh, months later in university, I had a weekend off, so I read uh, book two, whatever. Yeah. And I noticed these things that were very, very, very uh, obvious, like... The, these books were not properly planned. It became bigger than her. Yeah. She wanted to tell a different story by the end, which is fine. It's her universe and it's her books. And if she wants to end it with Babies Ever After and play that trope to death, that's fine. That's her book. And that is a very fairy tale kind of ending. But I do think that she should have gone back and gone, wait, okay, this was the last chapter I wrote when this was a children's book. And for a children's book, it's okay. Babies ever after, they get married, everything is fine. No. But maybe I've written this character... By the way, Harry Potter becomes an asshole around book five, and he doesn't stop being an asshole. Like, I stopped liking him at some point. Yeah, book... Yeah, well, he... I mean, I... I don't want to... I don't want to defend him too much, because I do think he's an asshole. I mean, he was... He was going through puberty, and he was also going... Yeah, he's like... Connected to Voldemort and having some issues, but <laughs> no, true. Hey, we all don't. Don't we all have issues exactly. during puberty? How were you at fifteen? No, I, I was connected to Voldemort myself. I was, just, I, was I, I was, uh, just, I was listening to his advice. I was just like, yeah, yeah just kill, kill them, Harry Potter. No, I think yeah, Harry Potter has uh, as a as a main character, especially in books five and six, and when where he's like very complaining and very uh, like ah, oh, everything's bad. And but but I do think there's there's a there's a balance of other characters telling him, like, you know, you're not the only one going through this. But he doesn't listen. That's my problem. No, that's it's true. like you have all these kind of, like, more nuanced characters that keep popping up. Like Luna. I loved Luna. I thought yeah. Luna was so much fun because she was clearly... She, she was a sign of maturity from Rowling that this is... You know, I'm writing an outcast, but it's kind of like a secure outcast. And she's been through so much shit, yeah. but she doesn't rub it in everyone's face. And then Harry Potter, he loses Sirius... And then Luna goes, sits by his side, and she goes, I, I, I saw my mother die when I was nine, and I saw yeah. her die. And you didn't see your parents die. I mean, it's terrible what happened to you, but horrible things happen to people all the time. And Harry Potter, you kind of, he kind of goes through like, oh, wow, shit, people are going through And then book six, he's already an asshole again. Yeah, it's kind of thing, the yes. problem with uh, some cartoons, you know, another like type of serials in which you your character cannot fully learn a lesson by the end of the episode, because the whole concept of your series sort of yes. rests upon your character being a certain way. Um, I kind of wanted Harry to end with Luna. When I read that book, they had this moment at the end. And I was like, this is someone that Harry can actually fall in love with because yeah. she's so tempered. She's weird. She's also smart and she's secure and she's like sure of herself and she's not self-conscious at all. And then it's like, oh, no, no, no. But we established that Ginny Weasley had a crush on him on book 
Yeah. Two. And in the so, realm, and in the Harry Potter universe, you get one chance at having a love, uh, a happy love. And this is decided in high school. Yes. Everything in the Harry no, Potter like, universe is decided in high I'm school. I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. if you see, like, on the play, the new, the Cursed Child. Oh, I saw it in London. Awful. Hated it. Anywho, like, any, any future in which Hermione and Ron aren't together, they're miserable. Like, the, like, literally the idea, one, one of the tenets of the Harry Potter universe is you, you get one chance at being happy with someone else, and it's someone you're gonna meet when you're 14 or 50. Yeah. So, like, you know, this is her world, whatever. But, um, but yeah, most of the canon, the canon ships on Rowling are whack. Like, Ron Hermione have nothing in common, they have nothing to be doing together. Uh, Harry Ginny, like, Harry Ginny, fine, but yeah, there's a lot of people that. But they have nothing in common. The only thing that happens is that Ginny's been in love with a guy for years and years and years, yeah. and eventually he. And she's been, more than in love, she's been infatuated. She's like, been infatuated, and then she starts. The same dating. way, like, a younger girl gets infatuated with, like, a celebrity going exactly. to her school. And then she starts dating this other guy, and Harry suddenly becomes jealous. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah, what and he's just bad for her just because he's not Harry Potter. Like, just, that, yeah. that's book six, by the way. And that's yeah, that's book six. It was terrible. <sighs> the whole love storyline is like, the, my favorite love thing, and I thought, that's, she, that's the thing. She does have moments where she's doing writing well. Like, when Harry has had this crush on Cho, and you know what, whatever. Cho is an incredibly common name in China, and Chang is an incredibly common name in, Ch- in China. So she is basically the Chinese version of being called Mary Smith. That's fine. But I'm not going to go like, that's racist. Like, is it? Like, I don't know. I didn't say it was uh, racist. I was just... It's, a bit, it's just a bit predictable. It's, it's yeah, not like Remus it's, Lupin. Yeah. It's not like she wasn't Chinese and then she became Chinese. And then it's like, oh, thank so goodness was, we so mentioned... So what was the story you were mentioning? My story was like, when Harry finally goes on a date with Cho yeah. in book five, and Cho has a nervous breakdown because she likes Harry, but her boyfriend was killed the previous book. Yeah. And Harry goes back to his dorm room or whatever it is, and he complains. And he goes, oh, it was terrible because she kept talking about her ex-boyfriend who's dead. And I'm like, yeah, her, you know, she was 14 when her boyfriend was murdered in front of the entire school. This is going to fuck a sister up. Like... (laughs) You know, this is... Gonna... I do like that Hermione's there to, like, smack some sense in her. She does, and that's why Hermione was always my favourite character. Yeah. I Sometimes I honest, honestly wish, like, can we let Harry go and just follow Hermione in her day-to-day... I think like, if Hermione had been, you know, in charge, yeah, yeah. Although I do like, uh, there was a Tumblr post that said, uh, if the books were named after Hermione, she's like, Hermione Granger, and the time she saved her two idiot friends... <laughs> Time, like, seven. time seven. Time seven. Time seven. seven. She's like she could, She was kind of like the, she was kind of like the Deus Ex Machina of Hermione thought about this before because she's no. so smart and that's that was her purpose knowing things to help Harry. So it's like and at some point it gets subverted wonderfully when Harry is lured into the trap of that kills Sirius in the end. Harry gets these dreams and Hermione goes, dude, don't you think that maybe Voldemort's manipulating you into going to this place because something terrible's going to happen? And Harry's like, no, we must go. Everyone gets on a horse and they all fly on horses and then Sirius yeah. gets killed and he's like, yeah. And then Hermione's I, job is just I, I do, I do love that Hermione like just saved so many I told you so's at the end because she like, half the time it's like, this is obviously a trap, you guys. This is obviously a trap. Look, we're going... Okay, let's go. Uh, it's... Oh, my God. Anyway. But the problem is that eventually she gets um, demoted to being a fixer. That's her trope. She yeah. fixes things. She has foreseen that they... Like, for example, at some point, my favorite bit was, like, when they uh, decide that they're not going back to Hogwarts and they're in the middle of the wedding. Yeah. And I love that chapter because the wedding gets crashed by the Death Eaters who start fucking killing people yeah. in the middle of the wedding. And you know that... Oh, fuck. We're in the middle of a war. That's right. And um, they they have to run now. Like, at some point, Hermione is like, we have to go now. It's like, but we don't have, we just have to go now. And they escape, and I remember reading, and I was like, genuinely curious, wow, they have nothing except magic. How are they going to survive? How are they going to do things? And then Hermione pulls out this wee bag, yeah. and she goes, oh, don't worry. I knew that something like this would happen, <laughs> so I've packed clothes for the both of you for several months, and so much food, and a tent, and the blah, 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 and the blah. And it <laughs> works for her character, because she's that kind of A-type personality. Yeah. But in the end, she's just there to provide the things that Harry I mean, needs yeah. to survive. And I, I mean, hate the thing it. Was just... Yeah, and also the thing about Hermione as the character in 
in in as she's written in the books is also that you it's fun that you get to see someone being so good at magic that did not grow up with the expectations of this is what magic does and this is what you do with magic and that's it and also it's heartbreaking that she had to uh, erase her parents uh, memory for in order for not to get killed that was so good yeah that's a a I mean it it shouldn't have worked it shouldn't have worked because her name as Hermione Granger Voldemort knew her name her parents you know they're called well you never you never know the extent also magic is weird magic yeah, yeah like so Whatever. Whenever you have, and also maybe they were never, you know, even targeted. You know, like maybe yeah. they're like, you know, maybe they're like, you know, they're muggles. At some point, we're gonna kill them. Yeah. Fine. Um, what you gonna, what are gonna do? Fix our teeth to yeah. death? Yeah. Uh, so they were dentists. That's right. Yeah. They were yeah. Um, but but I again carrying this thing of like they were children's books and they, they became this thing. This is thing like I enjoy. I enjoyed reading books, and I and I have from time to time like. Gone back to certain passages that I find, you know, meaningful. Uh, but yet now that the Harry Potter universe is the monster that it is, and that uh, that a lot of the things in it for me, they're just they're, they're just they're not even nonsensical. They're stupid. Yes, you know, it's it's now. For example, one of my biggest uh, uh, pet peeves. Uh, they they come to like they come to America and they're like, oh look, in the magic world, they do like the black people. They're not slaves. They're like leaders and everything. And like, okay, well, this means that there are uh, African American ma- uh, magic people in the U.S. that are completely okay with uh, non magic uh, people being in slavery. This is just not. This isn't a good. Thing. It's not particularly good. It, 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 and and yes. so, like this thing where like Rowling keeps on doing this thing, of, like, ooh, the magic world is better, but at the same time, the magic world uh, had their own version of Hitler. So you're like. Like they're they're trying to take like a and more... it's a meritocracy. Oh, totally. From beginning to end, like yeah. you can tell. Like for example, the Weasleys. First of all, first of all, and my like a big question I always had is why are they poor? Like, isn't magic supposed to be this thing where everyone gets fed and everyone gets dressed well, and they all like, oh, but Ron was wearing hand me down clothes, right? But don't you have spells to make clothes new again? Like you've done this several times. Yeah. So what is what what is poverty in this world? And then there's like, oh no, but we do have money, and you can't replicate it. I was like, yeah, but you don't need the money if you can build a house using magic, and if you can fix a house using magic, and then you go into the kitchen, and there's uh, Ron's mother waving her wand and having this amazing meal for seventeen people just cooking itself. So basically, why are they poor? Why are they well, made fun of? The way that I've been explaining that is that, uh, like, you can use magic to cook food you already have. You can't make food appear out of thin air. Right, but you can conjure water, and you can't. You can conjure. I mean, good I'm, weather, not gonna, I'm not going to be stand here can, and defend the whole of Rowling's world. No, that was concerns. that was my thing. That was the thing that always like it was when it's a children's book. You're like, okay, fine. They're, they're the poor family and people make fun of them. The poor wizards. That's the fine. Wizards. Like, we all went to school. It's a thing that is written for a little kid who you're either the guy who is, you know, who doesn't have as much yeah. money as the rest of their friends or you have the friend who doesn't have as much money as the rest of you. And that's yeah. a very familiar feeling. But then when you, when she expanded this thing to create this whole world and the magic and the things that magic can do, then these things become problematic because, like, why are they yeah. even poor? Why, why is there even... If, if pure-bloodedness is the only currency in this world, because then why is Ron's father, for example, in this menial kind of job... In the Ministry of Magic, which still it should pay a lot, and they go, oh, but they have lots of children, and I'm like, yeah, but like, is that a bad thing? Like, you can't feed. There's so many things in the in the Potter world that if you think about them for like five minutes, it's yeah. just like like the world of Harry Potter is a nightmare world. Like the fact that there are potions that it can make you look like anyone. And that you just need, like, like if someone just grabbed a hair from you, like, and yeah. they, they could impersonate you, like, perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Uh, like, someone, I forget where I read it, it's like, you know, it's a world where you would have to constantly be, like, having things with your friends, which is a normal thing, where it's just, like, things where you, you'd be, like, just asking things, like, remember this. Because you know that at any given moment, someone as a quote-unquote prank might be impersonating anyone that you love. Anyone that you love. Or yeah. even mildly <clears throat> like. Absolutely. Uh, so, 
and and for, it's weird. Yeah, and and there's always thing where like, of course, the first book has this thing where like the poor people are good and the rich people are bad, except for Harry Potter, who is rich but is good. He's rich and good because too. he hangs out with the poor people instead of the rich people. Uh, which again, first books, okay, sure. Layers like you know, because in the end, Harry Potter never has to worry about anything money wise. Uh, because his parents were... We never know why they were rich, by the way. Uh, they, well, I imagine... because they, white collar crimes. They died, they died when they were like 18, because there's no life after high school. No, life Harry insurance? In the no. I, I guess they just inherited money. They both had, no. like, the potters. There maybe. is a story about uh, who are the potters. Of course, just the potters. Like, who cares about... Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the the family from the other don't side. they come from the Deathly Hallows people so basically they're one of the oldest Harry is I a descendant so, yeah. Harry is a descendant from so, one yeah. of the Deathly Hallows people so basically yeah. he's you know his family yeah. they've got all the all the dough yeah. and, and who gives a fuck like he inherited money but that was a thing of let's just hand wave that yeah. let's just not have money troubles here except for Ron yeah. Ron has a lot and then they constantly talk about how the the Ron, you know Ron's house is falling apart, and they've basically adopted Harry, but he's not giving them any money. He's just like, oh, oh, it's well, like, they wouldn't uh, take it. That, they course, are they dignified, they're dignified, wouldn't dignified redheads. And one more thing, <laughs> and one more thing. Ron's family, they all go about how they all have red head, uh, red hair, and freckles, and they're all pasty and white and whatever. Yeah. But why is Ron's mother the same? I'm not going to answer that question. Like, if Weasleys are known for being that way, then how come the father married someone who who looks just like her? And then it turns out that there's very few pure blood families. And they're all related. Like, there's a lot of inbreeding going on, which obviously explains redheads in general. But, like, it's it's just... There's a lot of... Here's the yeah. thing. There's a lot of lazy writing that just kind of gets handled and again, when, how big it got. Exactly. Again, when you, you're starting, fine. They're all redheads. Cool. Like, fine. Then you create... And again, you create this world with the pure bloods and this whole thing. Uh, but you also make it so that Harry Potter can pretend that do not have any part of this problematic history yeah. of wizards. When apparently he's in the fucking middle of it. He's in the middle of it, yeah. And, and it's not like you can make a baby, uh, and especially one someone who didn't grow in that world, uh, responsible <clears throat> for 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 the world. But you do have to at some point tell them, you know, this is the reality of the world we're living in. This is where, even if you didn't meet them, and even if you grew up in a in a place where you didn't have access to the privilege that yeah. being their children, you are now you are now here, and you have to be aware of your standing in society. Uh, they're like, no. Uh, so, so to end... <laughs> no, I don't want to end this. Fuck this. We can make this a two-parter. Who gives a fuck? Cool. Um, another thing that I, 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 that always kind of like I thought it was terrible writing was the way magic was written in itself. Because you never actually, it's never explained what you need to do for a, for a spell to work. The only spell that they explain is the, um, the, uh, no, the, uh, the Patronus Yes. The Patronus thing, that you have to summon a really, really happy memory. Yeah. And if you don't summon a really happy memory, then it doesn't work. And then there's the other one, which is the opposite, the uh, the torture, where you have to be yeah. sadistic. You have to want the person to suffer, otherwise okay. it doesn't stick. All the others... Crucia. Yeah. And all the others, it's basically just waving a stick and saying the words. So The in correct way. The correct way. But even then... It's never quite explained. How is it that a first-year student can't do a Vada Kedavra? How is it that, like, you know, it's it's like some spells take a lot of skill. Yeah, but why? Like, it's never really explained. And the thing you say yeah. about the potion, the, um, what's the name of the potion? That Felix, Felix, Felix. No, the other one that changes your appearance. Uh, I forget. Uh, poly, polyjuice. Polyjuice potion. potion. Um, it's kind of like... Because they wrote this thing that anyone can brew this. Oh yeah, it's difficult. Because but... Hermione brews this like before any other of her classmates could be could be quote unquote like able to do it. And it takes a but month. Li- exactly, but, wants... but literally just means seems like well, apparently twelve year olds don't have the patience to. Yeah, they can't do it. But she could do it. But that's the thing. Let's compare it to the same trope in a different universe. Let's compare it to Mystique of the X Men. That is her shtick. She can transform into anything. But people are always afraid of her. People genuinely live afraid of Mystique. Yeah. Because she is so cunning and so clever and she can change into anyone. So she actually changes the universe 
by being who she is. So when the X-Men are going against sometimes they're going with her because she joined the X-Men at some point. Because the X-Men are complicated. The X-Men are complicated, but they're always like... The reason Mystique is afraid of going into Xavier's uh, mansion is because Xavier can detect her because he's a psychic. But Mystique actually is a, a threat. So... This is a power that is explained as changing the world. The world reacts to the power. And in Harry Potter, the world doesn't really react to the power. People to none don't, of the powers. To none of the powers. So it's just like magic is this thing that we use to get the thing done when it's convenient. And when it doesn't, when it's not convenient, then you can't do it for some reason. But it's just, it's no longer about the magic. They never really explain to you even how magic works. Compare it to other works where powers or magic are done. And you either have the X-Men version of it's innate. Yeah, and I'm like, I just finished the first um, Earthsea book. Um, and the world building, the the magic... How the magic way, works. How magic works is a very important part of this series. And it, ex- it is explained very well. Okay, and yeah. it is intrinsic to how the world works. Um, and actually, there's a lot of things. like I, I, I love how... And the beginning, uh, you have um, whatever his face is, uh, his name, uh, whatever his name is, um, uh, the, the main character, main guy. Oh God, I forgot, but yeah, him. I know him. Like he starts learning like a little bit of magic, so he like he uses it to like change the weather. And he's, he's like small wizards, like if there's a drizzle coming, they're like, no, no drizzle, like just move it. And then so he meets this other like this more powerful wizard, and this wizard just lets weather happen. You have to let the the energy flow. You must you must let the spice flow. Um, I have never read Doom. Um, but, uh, but how it organically, he learns from seeing, like, a powerful wizard isn't the wizard that will, like, just wave a drizzle away because it's inconvenient to a powerful wizard will make sure that whatever he does is in balance with the rest of the world. It meshes into the world. Exactly. And, uh, and meanwhile in Harry Potter, again, because it's drawing all these things from... I have said that exact same phrase like 20 times. I'm it doesn't sorry. matter. Um, it's the, the magic, especially in the later books, uh, you have like, you know, like Harry Potter is supposed to be like this super, like, because he does not use Avada Kedavra. He's like, he will not kill people. He uses either Sectum Sempra or Expelliarmus. I always wondered why they don't use guns. Because guns are bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring guns back <laughs> into this thing. But, like, how is a gun not just as effective as a Vada Kedavra? Well, I, from what I... If I'm not mistaken, and, I'm, I, and don't quote me on this, I think in a lot of places... Like, they do explain that in a lot of places where they have a lot of magic, uh, technology doesn't work. Yeah, but, like, gunpowder is not complicated technology. What? Do, knives don't work? Like, steel suddenly doesn't work and they break because the, the, the steel... That was my thing. It's just, like... The the Avada Kedavra can kill people one people at a t- one person at a time one person at a time. So it's unless a you have a stutter. It's a- <laughs> the deadliest wizard oh on earth. <laughs> Speech impediment, more like, more like multiple killer. And you know what? That guy, he, he had been made fun of so much for his speech impediment that you know that when it happened, it was just like it's just like fifteen people dead. No, but that's the thing. It's a fairly inefficient way of killing people. It's like Voldemort yeah. was like, "I'm going to use this curse to kill one person at a time," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like a grenade." We'll do, like, eight or nine at a time. Let's not even get into ICBM missiles or, like... Like, if, you, if you're good with Wingardium Leviosa, a large boulder. Yeah, a large boulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, bringing a building down on people. Like, they treat Avada Kedavra like the unforgivable curse that kills one person. Just the one. Yeah. And... Like, why is it not, like, easier to just, like... like uh, and, and eventually, they they have this curse that is, like, a fire that is alive. And it takes a lot of skill to control this fire. Yeah. And why aren't people using this fire all the time? Like, why isn't Voldemort using this fire all the time? As far as I'm aware of, he could... Because it's not on brand for him. But he could have... Like, he didn't really even care about the um, the Death Eaters. They were just his minions. Yeah. So why in the in the final battle he didn't conjure up this gigantic storm of fire around him and just burn everyone to a crisp? And as far as I know, 
uh, Harry's scar is not going to protect him from fire because it's, yeah, no. it's fucking fire. Like, well, the scar doesn't protect him from really anything after book one. No, but in the end, no, then it's the wand that yeah. is protecting him. But he always has this thing about Avada Kedavra and Voldemort keeps using Avada Kedavra as like, it's the seventh time you've, you've used this curse on this child and it doesn't you work. You have all the death eating like, behind seriously. him. Why is he using Avada? Why, why is... does he just throw the wand? Yeah, no, it would be seriously. more effective Why don't you ask the Death Eaters to hold him and just get a baseball bat? <laughs> Are you telling me that's not going to work? Like, yeah, you're telling me that's not going to work. Like, just hold... At some point, they're holding Harry. They're holding him. Yeah. And, and they're all like, he's dead. And he's like, I'm going to believe that. That's like, yeah. no, get a hammer. Which is the, the first thing you have to learn in villainy school is when they tell you he's dead, check. Seriously. A, a hammer. A big rock. Anything. Just like a nice anything. size, a nice fist size Like a rock. pillow if you just want. Like, yeah, like... yeah, a pillow. <laughs> and he's just, he's just whispering. He's like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because he really likes saying it's yeah. just a but yeah like it's so stupid it's so stupid I just think they were okay for a while and now honestly maybe I've maybe I've become a connoisseur of fiction I'm, I really don't think I am it, but it's just not good enough it's in the list, okay in the list of, of you know like um, things that you shouldn't really think about too much otherwise you realize how false they are is yes A Voldemort at this like massive like you have you, you have all these followers and it's like I mean like he's not even that charismatic you know like you, you have you have all these people like going with him I like him I actually like Voldemort because he just wants well, to I get well I think Ralph Fiennes as, as Voldemort it's Ralph Fiennes maybe but yeah uh, he's having the time of his life oh no yeah he's just like and also Dumbledore as the most brilliant wizard on well you know it kind of explains why every other wizard is so stupid <laughs> He's the smartest. <laughs> yeah. He, he, and like, he does duel he, Voldemort and Voldemort runs away. So you get that Voldemort can actually be defeated and he runs away because if he had a chance of killing Dumbledore, he would have. And Dumbledore was winning that duel. Yeah. That was one of my favorite bits, by the way. The duel, the Dumbledore-Voldemort duel. In book five. In book five and in the movie. It yeah. was so good. It was three minutes long, but it was so good. And you could tell he was afraid. I think that is one of the best parts in the whole yeah. uh, movie series. Uh, especially because... Since you're usually at a school and you're usually like watching students, you never really see magic being used like in a in these huge things, and and that whole battle between Voldemort and it was amazing and but Dumbledore is not just like like pew, pew, pew. no they it's, they use like seven like, different kinds of magic against yes. each other and and it's so in the movie it's done even better than in the book because in the book they're basically just throwing things at each other and then Dumbledore you know because there is no way of blocking the the Avada Kedavra Dumbledore animates these statues who keep, keep jumping in front of the curse, which is so clever of him because he's a clever guy. And in the movie, it's this whole thing of Dumbledore throws a shockwave at Voldemort, glass starts raining on Voldemort, Voldemort changes the direction of gravity to make glass go towards Dumbledore, Dumbledore transforms the glass back into sand like they... It's like this witty thing of I'm using this now, against now you. Ex- like, uh, you described that, though, remember in Sword in the Stone... Yes. Yes. Uh, Madame M versus yeah. Merlin. Which is a transfiguration duel. They yeah. just keep changing into something else, but it's so but it, but, fun. But, but, but in both cases, you have, like, outsmarting each other. Yeah. And then, you know, like, one of them thinks, you know, brute force is going to win, win, and that's why Madame M turns into a dragon. Eventually, And yeah. then Dumbledore. I mean... Dumbledore. <laughs> Merlin. And sorry, and Merlin. Wrong bearded into... wise English wizard. Oh, you've seen yeah. I'm sorry. That was very racist of me. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, English people. I know you've been at the receiving end of a anyway. lot of racists. So, 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 so as I was saying, Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> so then Captain Picard, he grabs this. So book. then Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, and then something like nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And then Hamlet. Uh... Hamlet goes into <laughs> No, but yeah, it's a duel, and it's a duel you get invested in because it's a, it's more about wit, and you can see it. So there are parts of the books and the movies that are really, really yeah. good. But again, when I read that duel, I was like, why do we have to go to the school? Can't we just read? And that's my... I've mentioned this before in this podcast, and I'll say it again. My worst pet peeve with fiction is when they show you a glimpse of a more interesting story... And then you go back to the rubbish story. Like, why can't we follow that those guys? Like, why can't there be more of that? 
and explain how magic works and explain that Dumbledore is a master of transfiguration and he can make things come to life and protect him and blah, blah, yada, blah, blah, blah. But it, instead you get to see Harry going like, you know, Expelliarmus again. And seriously, like disarming people, like that's just what you're just going to keep doing this. Like people are shooting death at you and you're just trying to disarm them. Like why? Like why is it that, I don't know. It's just. No, I totally agree with you, and I. I I'm mean, done. the I'm spent. I'm spent. The the argument that the like the argument I've been told is like it, it's supposed to show that Harry Potter, you know, he doesn't want to kill people, and you know, fine. Um, I especially like in some places where he's like shouting spelly arms at people and brooms flying like super high in the sky. It's like I don't think you can say like I'm gonna put, kick you off your broom. But I didn't kill you. It's like, no, no, the fall killed him. Of it's course. like Batman, you know? It's like, <laughs> I just broke your ribs and you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. But, but I didn't don't kill, kill you. But I don't kill. I don't kill. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so have fun, you know, peeing into a bag for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have so many... Uh, like, as a concept, the first books and the first movies, uh, the first seven, fine. There's several things where I can, like... They're really, okay. The, except, fine. Fine. I think they're, they're they're enjoyable. They're fun. Like you, if you have a seven to ten year old in your house, you know, fine. Uh, they can read. It, it's they're, they're fun books. They're good. Um, if you're gonna, only gonna stay there, then you're gonna just sort of feed yourself into this very toxic fandom in which you have to constantly be defending something that really has a lot of plot holes and a lot of things that could improve. Lazy. And and yeah. saying this is a plot hole and saying this could improve isn't saying this is bad, you should enjoy it. Because that's, I think a lot of people misunderstand that. They're yeah. Like, you, the, you, when you tell them... Because they're fanatics. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but for example, I hate that... Uh, I hate that uh, the Weasleys are sort of like... They're... They're told we're told that they're like completely like they're not racist like the, or the purebloods and whatever and then you see how Weasley the Weasley especially Mr. Weasley uh, the father tweets uh, muggle things in general and it's the it's they're so clever it's, it's a benevolent racism yeah. is what it is it's like there are clever people exactly it's and then and, and then for example you have this again uh, book four they send a letter or something and they arrives and it's like covered in steps you know like ha 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 the wizards don't know how the pose work and you know at the moment it works like ha ha and you know the uh, Uncle Vernon says like this is gonna make the neighbors look at us weird that's like supposed to be in your mail okay uh, so but then you're like thinking this is the guy that is at the Muggle Affairs office in the Ministry well, of Magic well they never magic. pretend the Ministry of Magic is anything but incompetent that's true like, but here's the thing like I was sending letters when I was a very young, you know, kid. It's not that hard to figure out. And it's not like they're not using muggle things. Like, I mean, as far as I know, the faucet in their kitchen was invented by a muggle. And at at some point, a wizard said, hey, faucets, that's easier than just pouring water out of our wands all the time. Like, let's just... Yeah, it's just, oh, I have to do the dishes. Water, come... I don't know what the water spell is, but let's just, like, <laughs> water now, you know? And they just, like, keep doing water now every time they need to wash their hands. Like, oh, pipes. That's a clever idea. Like, they adopt some things. Yes. And he does have a car. It flies. It becomes invisible yeah. or whatever, but it's still a car. Yeah, but he has a, he has a car against the wishes. Like, it's not common for wizards to have cars at all. It's not. But here's the thing. It is common for them to have toilets, I guess. Unless they all shit into a, the Did floor. Did you not know? They vanish. <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> That's a part that you... You never saw the bathrooms. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. What? Uh, Rowling did talk about like how uh, toilets work. Yeah, that for a while, uh, like a lot of wizards would just relieve themselves on the spot and then like vanish it, and then vanish it to somewhere else. Oh, look! I guess <laughs> I hit it on the spot. Oh my god! And on that note, let's just ask two more questions. Then. Okay, Harry Potter. Three que- the what are the three questions that you say? Oh yeah, it's a uh, character you want to be, character you think you are and character you actually okay. are. This is going to be a two-part episode, by the way, and we don't give a fuck. You're just going to have to just deal with us. It. It's probably not going to be two parts. I'm going to just really love But, but you know what? It's so, it suits Harry Potter that we're turning a, <laughs> something that should be one, turning it into two, like, like, like movie movies. seven. Movie seven is like, I, I want, I, I think that guy must have been promoted the fuck out of because oh the guy when the guy went into the meeting he got a blowjob on the spot. Yeah, when the guy went into the <laughs> meeting and said, "You know what? We only have one book left, but here's the thing: 
people kind of want more movies. And even though this is one of the simpler books and it can be condensed into a movie, as opposed to book five, for example, which is enormous, you could have done that with book five. I would have gotten it. But this is a simple book. But what if we split it into two movies and then just make twice the money? If he didn't get a blowjob right away, yeah. if he didn't get, like, here's the key to your new house right now, something was wrong. Because yeah. that was a genius. Look, one, or two, one of two things happened. Genius. One, he got promoted and, you know, like, sex and, you know, like, he was given so much. Or two, he was murdered and then someone else took credit for that idea. That's what that's, me. See, that's me. And which, which brings us to which house we belong to, but that's the next question. First of all, who are you? What is it now? It's who do you want to be? Who do you think you are? Who you actually are? Okay, go. Okay, I I want to be Luna Lovegood. Okay, she is amazing. I I think I think I am. Uh, I would say Neville because it's like you know like the underdog. Well, not the underdog, but he's like he's the sleeper character that he ends. In the end, becomes like this really important uh, uh, part of the story. Um, and then, who I actually am, I'm probably Professor Trelawney. Oh, <laughs> she's so annoying. I, I, I used to hate She's her. annoying, but she's played by uh, oh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. On the movie. And, but I, I always hated that they were like, oh, divination's rubbish. It's like, she said as she was conjuring fire out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it was... And also you have like a whole thing of prophecies. Yes. In like... Well, they do establish that most of them are charlatans and prophecies sure. are real. But like, again, the whole thing of you can just immediately write off someone. I, I'm say, I do love how Trelawney uh, puts down Hermione in the movie. Because like in, in, in... How does she do it? Because like, uh, of course, Hermione is like hating divination because it's false, whatever. And and in the books, you know, like Trelawney uh, says like some mean thing, like you have no, like you don't have it, like the thing for it and you're not going to have it, whatever. But like Emma Thompson in the movie doing that line, that line read, it's like... She's like she's like pretending she's not like trying to destroy Hermione, but it's like, oh, you're so sad. You're such a sad little girl. And it was I I liked that it was or I hate rather that it was a missed opportunity because it was such a fun thing. If they had kept it real, maybe if divination wasn't so powerful, maybe you can't tell the future like a prophecy. But you know how dice are going to fall. Let's say they were practicing on how dice were going to fall. And that was a branch no. of magic. And it turned out that Hermione was rubbish at it. Yeah. And you would have... The well, character the, was always the, good the, at everything. The thing with divination in the books and in the movie, it's that either you have it or you don't. Yes. It's not a thing but, you but can actually... it's also a subject that gets taught at a school. So yeah, it's not, exactly. Yeah. It's like It would have been so much fun if they treated it like maths. Some people have it, some people don't, yeah. but we all have to take they it. They never take maths, by the way. They never <laughs> think yeah. They take arithmancy, which is another form of divination. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, but apparently it's more numbers-based, and numbers mean science. Anyway, I don't know. So... But it would have been such a fun thing for it to be. Okay, who... Okay. Um, I want to be Professor McGonagall. Of course. <laughs> Everything about her from the books, I always loved how she was kind of a combination of book smart Hermione, but also kind of a badass. Mm -hmm. Like she was, she was very practical and she was very, and then in both in the books and in the movies, you get to see her fight a couple of times. Yes. And you know, immediately, obviously Maggie Smith doing what Maggie Smith does best. And she's just kicking ass and taking names. One of the best jokes names. in the entire series. I always wanted to do that. When she when she wakes up the yeah, and in the books, I remember, and I remember that scene in the movie actually gave me chills because she was animating an entire castle with her magic to defend itself, and she was like, "I have an army, and we have Hulk." Like this whole thing, and she was such a, <laughs> she was such a badass. And yeah. then in the movies, this doesn't happen in the in the books, but in the movies, she duels Snape. And she wins. Yeah. And she's just like this badass and I love her. I think I am... I think I'm Hermione. Because I... I like, I think I'm Hermione yeah. with all her faults. Yeah. Like, I have this very black no and white rigid... Yeah, black and white rigid view of the world. And when I'm confronted by something that doesn't make sense to me, it's like, that's ridiculous and preposterous and I will, <laughs> I will have none of it. It's just, that's stupid. But I actually am, and this is one of the dearest characters to me, even though you don't really know him, although you do know him, I think I am, um, actually am uh, Miss, uh, Professor Moody 
<laughs> because he just represents Constant me. He's, first of all, he's also kind of a badass, but yes, also he's he is obviously mentally unstable. But because of all these things that he's gone through, and he gets killed, and I always hated that he gets killed off screen. Because the symbolism of having this survivor type character that's just like, they've taken pieces of him. In the movie, you don't really see it that much. But in the books, he's like, he's missing half a hand and half his nose and one yeah, eye no. and one leg. Totally. It's just like, totally. he's this amazing thing. He's had And he, when he comes in in book four, uh, as the, as spoiler alert, not actually him. Yeah, not actually him. Um, he is this sort of, like, this is what war will do to you. Exactly. And I loved him. He was the only one person that he drank his from his own flask because he was always afraid. He was, yeah, he knew, he, he was very meta in the way that yeah. this is what everyone should be doing but no one's listening to the guy oh, he's a kook. You know, he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but then it turns out, obviously, it was, it was clever writing because it, when you get to know him, he was actually the same. Like, the guy who impersonated him, yeah. he, he did his research and he, he was impersonating him really, really well. Yeah. So much so that Dumbledore, who was one of his oldest friends, he was fooled by yeah. the guy. But I love how he was, like, he's missing half his body. He's basically an android or the magical equivalent of a, of a cyborg. Yeah, he has a magic guy. Yeah. And he's always so paranoid and he's always like, and we never got, if, everyone was afraid of him. All the Death Eaters he, yeah. At some point, they say, like, half the cells in Azkaban were filled by this guy. He was a, an evil wizard hunter. He would just go after them. And we never got to see him hunt. Yeah. And this is why, like, so with the newer movies, if you wanted to tell the story of, like, these people younger, then tell the story of these people while younger. Yeah. Uh, which oh, is... I would see a movie film, a, a moody film... Yeah. Any day of the week. That would have been... I would see that... I would see the fuck out of that. And I identify with him because I'm like that. It's like, should we go on a roller coaster? That's not safe. People die on those things. I'm going to stay here on the ground where it's safe. Constant vigilance. And when I'm walking alone in the street, I'm like, I swear one of my eyes is just like... Looking through walls, looking through walls, and just like I love that character. I think I am him, but he's one of the best characters. So underused, and he got killed off screen. And I wanted to see how he went down. A lot of characters got killed off screen. Yeah. I had that's one another, another side. Like again, point of view character, which uh, limits you. But um, but yeah, like a lot of the characters, like it felt that Rowling sort of like uh, you know threw the die on who gets killed and who died. And now he's dead. Yeah. And of course some people got killed because it was really dramatic for them to get killed like both uh, Tonks and Rima. So and like, Moody. He serves a purpose. Yeah. The idea that this guy who has been but then you just wanted to see how this guy is yeah. so smart and so clever and so paranoid and, yeah. so, and such a but, powerful mage and then he just got killed. By whom? And they say Voldemort mm. himself. Fuck, that was a duel I wanted to see. But I wouldn't ask too much about it, because, like, knowing Rowling and how, like, a lot of things happening lately, like Game of Thrones and stuff, like, I'm pretty sure they would, like, just to, quote-unquote, subvert expectations that would have him, like, be, be killed by, like, one... He choked on a peanut. <laughs> just by like... the way, like, Voldemort came like, oh, do you want a macaron? <laughs> and like, ah, the macaron had poison. So, like, the, and it, it's, like, Voldemort, uh, it's Voldemort, like, dressed as a Frenchman, you know, like, <laughs> with, the, with the stripes, <laughs> like, the baguette. It's like, did you want a macaron? It's like, oh, the French. <laughs> and fuck the French. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, I love macaron. This yeah. is the only thing I will eat and then Moody, that I will not check. The, the, like, Moody, like, oh, no, poison. Moody, as played by, what's the name of the guy? He's so good. Moody is played by this guy. He's like, ah, oh, they've just covered my only weakness. My only weakness are macarons. I'm going to have this one right now and not check if it's poison. <laughs> and it wasn't even poison. He was allergic to almonds. <laughs> It had gluten in it, and he was um, like celiac. celiac. He had celiac yeah, exactly. disease, and he just died. And it, and it actually wasn't even that bad, but he refused to like take like muggle medicines. Like no, 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 no. Like bring me like the potion of the celiac, who's not okay. It's like we're in the middle of a fucking war. Like the potion takes three weeks and a half, and we need to like get the blood of a virgin whose name starts with an L. Like this is not going to happen right now. Maybe it was subverted. I don't know, but it wouldn't have been because you could write your own version. For any, no, I would love to write my own version. I would write a good, but. I I wouldn't have killed him. That's the thing. Yeah. He should have made it to the end because he was doing things right. But the fact that he died, he should have died, first of all, protecting someone. Second of all, we should have seen how he went. And, like, Voldemort went after him first. They do say, when, because there's all the people flying on brooms, and he's yeah. like, Voldemort assumes that Harry was going to be with Moody. 
Yeah. Because Moody is the best of them all. But how did he go down? Fuck you, Rowling. I wanted to see that. And in the end, it's just like, Moody's dead. Fuck you. Like... Did Moody die in the... When they, they were, were leaving flying the house? Them. Yeah, when they were Was flying book them. Six? Book seven. Book seven. Oh, okay. They were flying when they were, like, they were all drank the potion and they all looked like Harry. Yeah, okay. And they were taking him out of the house because the protection around the house was falling when he turned... The moment he turned 18 or 17 or whatever. And, um, for some reason, expiration dates on spells. I mean, you know, like, I mean, that's, 17 this, this years. I you have to be careful with magic in, like, sci-fi, when the sci-fi is so sci then you know, like, so fiction that... It works basically it's as soft, magic. Soft, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like I remember when I read uh, one of Isaac Asimov's like the, the Oceans of Venus, which is oh, really, but that guy was like yeah, but he he did write like a whole um, like a whole part like a introduction to a book saying like the problem with having a detective story set in a science fiction uh, setting is that you can only like at the end it can just be like ha 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 I had this thing that it's magically gadgets yeah. exactly. And that is unfair to the reader because, especially in detective novels, you have to give the readers everything everything they need in order to figure out the mystery for themselves. Yes. Um, and I, I, and as the world expanded with Rowling, the magic just became so erratic that yeah, they kind of had to explain to you the whole workings of a spell. But then it was like, okay, you explained to me this one spell, like you said, like the Crucio or the what's the Patronus, the, the Patronus. But then like. Everything else is just, you know, up for grabs as to how it works. Yeah, and it's just like these things were like, oh, the magic's going to fail and so on and so on. It was, it was lazy writing. It was lazy writing all over the place. And, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's okay. okay. But it's flawed. And there's a lot. If you want to read about magic. So we have uh, one more question. Right. Uh, yeah. One more question each. Or do you want just one more question? What house are you in? What house? That was going to be yeah. my next question. What house are you in? I always wanted to be Ravenclaw. Like, every single test I take says I'm Slytherin. Uh, I mean, of course the test cannot be easily gained. Because, like, of course there's a test. So, like, how would you, like, kill this snake? I would read a book about killing snakes. I would bravely kill the snake. I would sneakily kill the snake. I wouldn't kill the snake. I would smoke, smoke a joint with the snake. And then both of us would eat a ferret. The Hufflepuffs. Uh, of course, uh, but but uh, I think the more I learn about the, the world, I'm more comfortable with my sorting in Slytherin because I would probably just go bonkers in that world. I'd be like, "You guys are all stupid." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna murder a few of you. I would. I, I'm also always tested into Slytherin. Mm. Uh, the the Pottermore test, which I joined only because they said it's the definitive the definitive test. I like it. Although, then again, you know, in the books they do say that that you get sorted to the house that you want. Like, the whole point is that the hat listens to what you say. Yeah. Like, Harry was going to be in Slytherin, and he goes, no, but blah, 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 not Slytherin. And, you know, so event, so I would have been Ravenclaw, because I like Ravenclaw. I like, yeah, I probably would have been Ravenclaw, I like the, the nerd house, you know, even though, again, not the best um, ped- pedagogy to split students into their personality traits. Like, oh, you're ambitious. Let's have every... Let's put you in the Nazi house. Like, just let me bring you to this Hitler youth table right here. (laughs) This is your knife. This is your swastika. This is your hat with a little skull. Now go off to school and be a good boy. Like, I do hate that in the... In the the last... In in the Battle for for Hogwarts, they explain that, like, say, like, there are the tables and they... The students are told, like, you can either go home or stay for the battle. And it's... All the Slytherins go. All the Slytherins go... Of course, they're gonna they're not gonna fight their parents, <laughs> and then like a few of the Ravenclaw stay, most of the Hufflepuff stay, and all of the Gryffindors stay. Yeah, and it's like Ravenclaw, what are you doing? Yeah, like wait, wait. <laughs> we've been fooled. And so Hufflepuff. Well, Ravenclaws are smart. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. if I were a smart fifteen-year-old kid, oh, you're telling me that these wizards with incredible training who've been dueling for years and years and years, and have come to me, and last week I learned how to turn a teacup into a mouse. <laughs> and not even that, because in that book they they're being tortured by the whatever twins. Exactly. So it's like, I would fuck off. Yeah, too. I would fuck off. It's like. It's like I need to These not be people here. Know how it's to like, cook. I am 12, I am a liability. I would, I would go back to the grenade. I know like, you're I a Gryffindor, just... and liability has way too much syllables for people of your IQ. I, like, I know that Gryffindors are brave, but not when it comes to number of syllables. You Seriously. Know? I have actually, I, I think I said this before, I do have a theory, I do have a fan theory about the sorting hat. 
Um, because it's totally stupid. Like, the whole sorting thing is stupid. Uh, but my, my theory is that when the, the houses were formed, um, so of course you have the smart people, you have, like, the ambitious people, you have the brave people, and you have everyone else. <laughs> Assorted people. Who later were Miscellaneous. Turned, and later they were like, they're the loyal ones, <laughs> fine. Um, but anyway, so I think that what happened is the Gryffindors were dying, like, a lot, because they were very brave. So, like, they would just push each other. It was like, let's go to the Forbidden Forest. Let's be brave. Let's go, to, let's, like, I, I, like, they were in their tower, like, I bet you wouldn't jump off this tower and, like, try to levitate it. Like, they were just dying, like, by the scores. So Godric's like, what the hell, hell do I do? So he went to the Sorting Hat, and he, what's the name of the spell that confuses, confundus? Com- right. What's the name of the spell that confuses people? Confundus. Very clever. So anyway, so he, so basically he, the, so he did that so that the Sorting Hat <laughs> would send some loyal people and some smart people and some ambitious people to Gryffindor just to, like, Pull them back. Balance it out. And this would mean, and this would mean that yes, Hermione had to be in Ravenclaw, but she's not because uh, because the book sorts you sorts you into the house that you want, but not really. It sorts you into Gryffindor if you say I want to be in Gryffindor, but it won't take Gryffindors out of Gryffindor. So Hermione should have been in Ravenclaw. She got sent to um, to to Gryffindor. Ron should have been in Hufflepuff, sent to Gryffindor, and Harry should have been in Slytherin, in Slytherin, sent to Gryffindor. And that explains why Gryffindors, which are not the most brilliant people to be walking Hogwarts or the Earth in general, are you know like get to have some very smart people among them. It's like just people going like, what if we do? people like you, people going, what if we don't? Like, why don't... Like, That's this is me. a very dumb idea. This is a very dumb idea. Again, <clears throat> the grenade. Because wizards don't even know how muggle stuff works. So if they you don't. lob a grenade at a bunch of Death Eaters, they're going to go, I don't know what that is. Pfft, you know, just like... Exactly. They wouldn't even know how these weapons work. And, you know, they say technology doesn't work, but you don't have to send an ICBM missile. Good old stick of dynamite. <laughs> you know, they're all like, and yeah, sure. they're all like, oh, we have to go in through the door. How about poison gas? Just like <laughs> chlorine. How about some chlorine gas? Like even sleeping gas. Like if you don't want to be like kill everyone on the spot, just make them sleep. I just saw Chernobyl. Okay. How about some radiation? Just like some fucking plutonium. Like turning something into plutonium and just leaving it there. Transfiguration. Transfiguration, turning it into plutonium and just leaving it there. How are they going to know about radiation if they never studied physics? Because they're ignorant about all of this. So they're going to go, I don't know what this is. Well, basically like Chernobyl, really. But like, I don't know what this is. And they all die. Like immediately of radiation sickness. Melt skin. Or yeah, radiation. melty skin and just radiation sickness. Okay. Like Maybe that's what happened to Voldemort. Like maybe like <laughs> some muggle was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of this. Like just have this. Fucking Nikola Tesla. You like shiny just... green things, do you? Here, this is the deadly whatever. Yeah, this is a talisman <laughs> that belonged to Salazar Slytherin and it's just fucking uranium to one. <laughs> Uh, so, so my last question is, um, what are you reading right now? Right now, or I'm, what are, what, I'm reading rubbish linguistics books. I'm not reading. Or what was the last thing you read that you would the, recommend? The last, the last fiction book I would really recommend. Um, wait. <laughs> uh, the Flintstones. No, that's that's my that's my DVD <laughs> set. I love the Flintstones. I don't even they're know really why. Fun. They're really fun. I don't fun. even know why, but I love it. Um, I read. Wait. Um, oh, I read. Well, this is not really fiction, but I read the last uh, David Sedaris. Do you know David Sedaris? Of He's an essay writer, and I hadn't read Calypso, which is his latest book. Okay. Uh, it came out last year, I think, and I bought it in Chicago, and I was there last year, and for some reason I forgot it. It's not. Fi- it's non-fiction. It's essays. But it's so good, and it touched me, and it made me cry, and he's so good. So, Darius, so Darius, you're a gift to this world. We deserve you not. And if I had less scruples, I would rip your jokes off, because no one in Mexico knows you exist. So I would just, yeah, That's he's true. so good. That's very much true. He's so good. How about you? Uh, I've been reading, I started reading Mishima's uh, Tautology. Uh, the first book is Spring Snow. Spring Snow, yeah. Uh, and I love Mishima. Mishima is a, I mean, this is of course a translation. Uh, it's a great translation. I love Mishima. I love the way he paints a picture. I love the way, you know, like the story so far, like not much has happened, but it's like reading a political intrigue where like none of, like it's 
like the so far what I've read is like this bratty kid who basically just wants to bang this girl because now for for a second she was unavailable so because Japan yeah and with Mishima you always feel like there's there's, a, there's something horrible about to happen there's something horrible to happen there's yeah. something horrible to happen and there is there is something horrible about dread to was his thing yes. so yeah I've never so, read Mishima ever I've, I've been told I've been told that it's I mean I have, I have like for people that have read the whole thing that it's kind of like, like a very heavy thing that you know like maybe if you're not in the mood for something have you read this Ooh, no. William Shakespeare's uh, Star Wars thrill- trilogy. It's this guy, uh, wait, Ian Dosha. He basically turned every single one of the of the original trilogy. I don't know if he kept going with the with the prequel trilogy, but he kept go. Uh, he he learned with the um, he started with the original trilogy, and he turns it into uh, Shakespeare. You're gonna need to. And I'm gonna it need to is, these at some point. It is hilarious. Like when we're done with this, I want to read you a couple of passages because this is just Ooh. glorious. Just like the intros, like the chorus coming in because this is the crawl. Yeah. Like this is the the the, the crawl that goes into his and it, well. Anyway, let's finish the episode. I'm not going to read it yeah, to you guys. Yeah. Thank you for dropping by. This was a long episode, so this, uh, this remember, is the end of part two. Yes, remember to uh, follow us on social media and tell us your opinions about uh, Harry Potter and anything. We're Mexicans Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're also on Patreon in case you want to uh, send us a dollar or two. And uh, you can follow Luis Augusto at, at Mr. Drama. And you can follow Martin Leon at... Mint on Arrow. Like mint on a reel, but like with only one E. I did you such a massive favor. Thank you. You're amazing. So have a nice life. Thank you for dropping by. Bye. Bye.